Welcome to Uncle Bob's Magic Cabinet, a mother-daughter podcast about all things magic and mythology and pop culture. daughter i'm lauren the mom it's early it's so early <laughs> uh, it's like 7 a.m Ooh, i don't like it we're drinking our coffee though i know hey have i ever told you <laughs> i'm just gonna slur my words because i'm so <laughs> tired have i ever told you <laughs> i was a barista at one point i've told you I've many told, times I, I know i was there <laughs> i, I, I remember i don't know if we've ever told it on here probably and someone came up and asked for a chi latte <laughs> And I just thought that was the funniest thing because they meant chai latte, right? But they genuinely had no idea, and I thought I was bad at pronouncing. Maybe they thought words. they were just being fancy. A chi latte that I'll is very chi latte. <laughs> very fancy. <laughs> I love it. You know, one time somebody asked me where the Kia seeds were. Stop. <laughs> Instead of Chia, the Kia Kia Sorento seeds. <laughs> and instead of iron, it was. Can you tell me where the Iron is? <laughs> the AA Ron. The AA Ron. Oh, fucking hell. Oh my gosh. All that's playing in my head because my brain is not firing <laughs> on all cylinders yet is the sublime tune. Right? Early in the morning. Okay. <laughs> Just that line over and uh, yeah, over again. Yeah. Yeah. So speaking of, mm-hmm. you know, you're kind of out of it. I'm so, always out. So here's the thing, guys. <laughs> You know, we normally talk for a while yeah. in our intro. We talk back and yeah. forth just yeah. about, I don't know, Shoot funny story. Shit. What yeah. happened that week? Yeah. Nothing happened this week. Nothing happened. <laughs> we didn't really do anything. And I, for some reason, it always falls to me mm-hmm. to think of what to talk about. It, you know, the discussion is open. <laughs> it's, a, it's a free forum. But think for it, some reason, I'm the only one that ever comes to the table with anything. I think out of all of our episodes, I maybe have come up with one or two. Yeah, and you know what? They've been solid. <laughs> I applaud that. Jake is a close second. He'll come up with, like, some loose mm-hmm. topics. Um, Laura, you're out in the field somewhere. I don't really know. <laughs> But today, I could not think of anything. And my backup, Jake, he was also running dry. We're tired. You know what I mean? It was just a long week. My computer is still broken. (laughs) So it's been been hard. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, Lord, give me something. (laughs) Give me anything. And she goes, okay, how about cemeteries? Let's talk about cemeteries. And I was like, okay. Great. Great. What about them? She goes, they're creepy. (laughs) (laughs) I was like... Yeah. Lots Can you of work give with. me a little bit more? <laughs> so that's really all she had to say about cemeteries. They are creepy. So I figured, you know what? I came up with a few like loose topics based on our episode mm-hmm. today. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to say them to you and I want you to tell me what comes to mind. Is it going to kind of be like a Rorschach test where you like yeah, show like, the picture and like what does that thing, look yeah, like? Rapid first fire. First thing that comes to your mind. Rapid oh fire. my gosh. My mind is not all working. All right. So my, my topic today, Yikes. we're talking about scary stories. Mm. You got any good scary stories you haven't told yet? Ooh. Or like a moment when you were really scared? 
Um, yeah, I do have one. <laughs> do I you? do have one. I can think of one. Okay, this, yeah, give me well, one. This harkens me back to high school. I don't okay. even think you know this one. No. Maybe? No. I don't oh, know, what, exciting. know what uh, made that me come up with this. <laughs> but one night I was going out with a couple friends uh-huh. and, you know, we were already like able to drive at this point. So I would <laughs> wow, say I was probably world. like a senior, but um, we were supposed to be going to the movies. Okay. They detoured to Where'd some party in a field. Lord. In a cornfield. Risk it. A cornfield, yes. yes. And I had we this, are in Pennsylvania. I had this brand new pair of pants on, okay. and they were like- Were you looking good? Oh, my gosh. I, I saved <laughs> up- To buy these pants? To buy these pants. What were they, Zubas? And they were- No, they were not Zubas. Oh, okay. No, they were like um, a Capri pants, <laughs> but they were white- <laughs> They were hipper than a Capri, but that length is what I'm talking about. That length, I know what you call them. That length of pant is I mean, we never were, hip. We were going into spring, you know? And they were. I hated a Capri pant. They were like. A- My first gaucho pant. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Anyway, they were like. Painter pants, you know, they were like tie-dyed and spl- like oh splatter painted. Nice. Splatter painted. Yeah. Loved them. But you know, the They're base so color hip. was white with this like Are blues you Josie Grossy? Maybe I <laughs> am Josie Grossy. So we get into this party, right? Okay. In this field. It's one, it's like cold out. Cold and it's damp. dark. All this corn, scene. Yeah. bonfire. <laughs> I don't know any of these people. Right. I thought it was like a scene out of The Lost Boys. I was waiting for them to come down <laughs> off the hill. Right? I'm like, where the fuck am I? Right, right. I was terrified. Okay. And at one point, something's I heard, happening to these pants. I know it. <laughs> at one point, I heard something that scared the shit out of me. I don't know. It sounded like a crack or a gunfire. <laughs> Did you or something. poop yourself? I ran. <laughs> And of course, and of course, you running is the graceful gazelle that I am. (laughs) You fell, took a tumble down the hill in mud. Oh my god, pants ruined. Of all the times we've talked about tumbling and falling, and you've never told me this story grass stains, mud. Oh no, never came out. No, they were never the same. The pants pants were were never the same. Rest in peace. One time wear. I miss those but pants. Sometimes I miss those pants. Do you pants. have a photo of you in these pants? Uh, no. It was, it was a one-time one wear. <laughs> one, one night only. <laughs> Damn, Laura, we got to get you another pair. I thought I looked hip. <laughs> you, it was the last time. It was the last time I looked hip. now. <laughs> yeah, I would die. <laughs> it like, wasn't a capri. I don't even like, know. What shoe does one wear with a capri pant? I hope like, it wasn't my jellies. <laughs> <laughs> Jelly sandals. That's probably why you fell. <laughs> Those are very stable. Every time I saved up my money to get myself something hip, yeah, you know, it was so rare. And it's it still so happening rare. to this day. I, right? It is. Yeah. My satin jacket, remember, at the bus stop? I do. Mud got, puddle. You had this really nice shirt that you bought and Nanook tore a hole in it oh like the day gosh. after. Yeah, yeah, you did. You just don't have good luck with this store. No, wow, that was. That's why I don't invest in clothes. That was a scary story. <laughs> See what happens when we do rapid fire? I'm going to do this more there often. There you go. Damn, okay. Solid. <laughs> that was a solid that was a good, story. That was a good story. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to get you a pair of jellies. <laughs> hey, I am. Not comfortable. <laughs> no, Their feet fun. sweat. It's kind of like Crocs. It is the, like a Croc. It's the uh, vintage version of Crocs. I bought some slippers recently, mm-hmm. and they're kind of like Croc material, and my feet were getting a little sweaty. Ooh, felt stank. like I was at a water park. <laughs> I hated it. <laughs> it was bad. 
All right. Well, that was that was top notch. <laughs> ten you. out of ten. Whew. Loved that. Off All the right. cuff. There uh, you go. Hey, we have some new patrons to thank. Oh my gosh, that's so exciting. Yes, we have two <laughs> new patrons, Amber the Librarian and Lauren. Oh wow. Fun. Thank you all so much. A librarian. Amber the librarian. Fun. I love that. Welcome to the family. And Lauren, welcome. Thanks for joining. It's yes. a fun time over there. It's yeah. a good way to support the show. You get a bunch of extras. You get voting yes. power. You can tell us what to talk about. Go check it out. Awesome. Uh, we'll be having a trivia night soon, sometime in March for the ten dollars and up. So mm-hmm. make sure to join. It's yes. fun. We have a good time. Uh, you can also rate us on Spotify and Apple. Yeah, five stars, please. I think we deserve <laughs> it. We make you laugh. You know, <laughs> throw us five stars. Uh, Jake, if they don't rate us on both Spotify and Apple, what's going to happen? I'll push you down the same hill that Laura <laughs> lost her gaucho pants on. <laughs> Not the gaucho pants. They were not gauchos. I got them on sale. <laughs> Just crazy. <laughs> oh, uh, no. Yeah, you're going to take a tumble. If you don't rate us on Spotify and Apple, so go do that. All right. With that, are you ready to get into it? I am so ready. All right. I'm going to talk about scary stories to tell in the dark today. Ooh. Ooh I love that. Uh, this is a 2019 movie. Mm-hmm. You will know as its tagline. You want to know the tagline yeah. for this one? Based on the iconic book series. That's the wow. tag. <laughs> That's, That's a, a real grabber right there. That's a clinker of a tagline. <laughs> but you will remember that. a book series from the 80s and 90s. This is based on that. Mm-hmm. We will get to that later. later. This is a horror, horror slash mystery film rated PG 13. Mm. Okay, directed by Andre Overdell. Screenplay by Dan and Kevin Hageman, the Hageman brothers, okay. I believe. And screen story by Guillermo del Toro. Ooh. All right, uh, here's your cast. Okay. Zoe Margaret Coletti as Stella. And I'm going to say it right now. Stella! Girl, I am so sorry, but you're acting. Not good. <laughs> was not great. Not good. I feel really bad saying that, but the whole movie I was like, oh, damn. Wow. This is just not convincing. Uh. Sorry to roast you so early on. <laughs> if it's your first that's time on the show, I'm so- <laughs> Damn, that sucks. Okay, we've got Michael Garza as Ramon. Gabriel Rush as Augie, Austin Zajour as Chuck, Austin Abrams as Ooh. Tommy Milner, Dean Norris. Dean Norris? Dean Norris from Breaking Bad wow. as Roy, which is Stella's dad. I don't think I wrote him into my plot at all, but we like Dean <laughs> Norris, so I wanted to include him. <laughs> Hank. Yeah. Uh, Kathleen Pollard as Sarah Bellows. And Natalie Ganshorn as Ruth. All right. Baby Ruth. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. All right. Here's your rundown. We open to a little narration from our main girl, Stella, who says, stories heal, stories hurt. And if we repeat them often enough, they become real. They make us who we are. They have such power. This I learned on the very last autumn of our childhood. <gasps> so we're in the fall. You know I like to bring in these Halloweeny movies. Yes. In the spring and the summer because yeah. I just miss. So you keep living it. Yes. Yeah. So we're going to cut to Halloween night, 1968. Ooh. Go back to the 60s. Okay. You were there. I no. Was, I was yes, there. Yes, you were. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what were you like, Bob? Yeah. Nice. Do you remember it well? Not at all. Okay. Halloween night, 1968, in a small Pennsylvania town called Mill Valley. Maybe I was there. Maybe you were. Um, The scenery is gorgeous. You know, Pennsylvania Mm. in the fall, it really is something to see. It's a beauty. Uh, The scene is set very well. Donovan's season of the witch is playing, so we're feeling spooky. The clothes and the set design, you do feel like you're in the 60s. The cars. Love it. All on point. 
Uh, young Stella is an aspiring writer who loves spooky things. Uh, and we know this because her room is decked out in like old horror movie posters. Bella Lugosi. It's a vibe. Love it. Her two best friends are trying to convince her to go out trick-or-treating, and she reluctantly agrees. She doesn't really want to. There's a whole side story about, I don't know, her mom leaving her when she was a kid, but it doesn't really matter. I'm going to a party in a hayfield. Like, yeah, I think she's just like a little sad. She's like, no, I don't want to trick-or-treat. But her mm-hmm. friends convince her. Oh, yeah. Okay, Augie shows go get that candy, man. Get the candy. Augie shows up to the festivities dressed as a clown or a Pierrot. Is that what you say? It's like a like a fancy like French clown, I think. Oh. I might have made that up. Okay. You know what, Jake, again, can't fact check <laughs> He's me. He's not here to fact if check. If I'm wrong, he can insert it here. <laughs> okay. Chuck arrives as a spider man. He mm. asked his mom to be spider man, and she thought a man that is a spider. So it's cute. <laughs> and Stella lands on a wart-covered witch. She's going classic. Black lipstick, throw some warts on there, and you've got a witch. The conical hat. Yes. Uh, The trio decides that tonight is the night to prank the racist football player and all-around douchebag Tommy Milner. Mm. He's wearing his varsity jacket, and he's just, quite frankly, a fucking ass bag. I don't like this character. Douchebag football player. Yep. Every year, Tommy steals their candy. Okay, so this year, they filled their bag with poop. (laughs) I think. I think that's what happened. I don't know where I was when I was watching this steaming pile of dung. Yeah, I think they just put like a bunch of random shit in there and poop. Oh, did they touch it with their hands? They show one kid fishing his poop out of the toilet with like a fish. Ew, (laughs) gross. I thought maybe they just like drop trout in the bag. (laughs) You know what? That probably would have made a little more sense. (laughs) The logistics of that. Yes. So anyway, poop filled bag. Right. Okay. Instead of the tasty treats that Tommy is expecting. (laughs) And they egg his car and throw more poop at him. It was very poop filled. Tommy was not a fan of this poo stunt, okay? So him and his pals chase the trio through a drive-in movie showing of Night of the Living Dead. Nice. Here's your Pittsburgh connection. It's always in there somewhere. There you go. So in an attempt to hide, okay, Stella, Augie, and Chuck take cover in a random car, and it's there that they meet Ramon. Okay, Ramon is from out of town, and he lives in his car. Which they're like, do you live in here? He lives in his car? (laughs) He lives in his car because he's dodging the draft. So again, with them setting, we're in the 60s. Gotcha. But him and Stella instantly bond over the spooky movie. Sparks are flying. (laughs) Sparks are flying. Okay. (laughs) Ramon helps the group escape the asshole football players, and they all head off to see a real-life haunted house because it is Halloween after all. So they still have time to celebrate. Of course. Uh, This house once belonged to the Bellows family, okay? One of the first families to settle in their town back in the late 19th century. Oh, it's always the founding fathers. You know where this is going. (laughs) The Bellows family was filthy rich because they built and ran the paper mill that the town is known for. Of course. But the Bellows family had a secret, Mm -hmm. okay? They had a daughter named Sarah who they hid away in like a fucking dungeon basement because she was suffering from albinism. Wow. Okay, so it's one of those wow. movies where yeah, some yeah. shitty stuff is Flowers just in the attic. Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> so Strange Sarah, they called her. Mm-hmm. What? That's so fucking mean, okay? She became somewhat of like a local urban legend. Okay, uh, kids never saw her because she was locked away, yeah. but they could hear her telling scary stories through the walls. She liked to tell stories. Yeah, probably about her life. <laughs> <laughs> you want to hear something <laughs> fucked up, kids? She smokes a cigarette. <laughs> I've got some time. So some kids who went to visit her to hear a story, okay, they wound up poisoned and dead. Why don't they just let her out of the basement? 
because they said she was scary and they locked her oh. away. It was fucked up. Okay. You mean yeah. the kids? Yeah. They couldn't get, it was like in the house. Uh, Why do you ask these? Because <laughs> I'd be like, let me get you out of here. Yeah. They should have tried to break yeah. her out. But like, I think it was like, they didn't know if she was real because oh. they could never see her. Uh-huh. I don't know, Laura. Okay. You're asking too many All questions. Right. Okay. And Sarah knew she was going to get blamed for this. Yeah. So she hung herself with her own hair before the mob could take her down for witchcraft. Because they were saying, you're a witch, you killed all these kids. Oh, okay. So she, that's what the story is, that she took herself out. Okay. okay. After she died, all of her family members randomly began disappearing. Hmm. Okay, so now... The Deservedly legend, so. Yeah, now legend has it that if you come to the Bellows house at dark, Ooh. Sarah will read you the last story you'll ever hear. Dun, dun, dun. Yikes. This is a kid's movie. <laughs> PG-13. <laughs> Spooky. On their way out of the 100% haunted house, like they mm. all experience a little something in the house, Stella grabs a book of scary stories from Sarah Bellows' dungeon basement room, mm-hmm, okay? Mm-hmm. And later that night, as she's flipping through the book, Stella notices a story called Harold begin to, like, appear on one of the blank pages. Like, the ink is wet. So as Stella reads the story out loud, we flash over to drunk Tommy Milner, you know, asshole. yeah, poop kid. Yeah, 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 (laughs) yes, poop kid, who is being stalked and attacked by his family scarecrow Harold, who he like hates. He hates the scarecrow. They like scarecrow in his cornfield. In his cornfield, yes, because they live on a farm. All right, and this is exactly what the story is saying, and we're seeing it happen in real time. In real time. So eventually, Tommy turns into the scarecrow. Okay, it's super cool special effects in this. They like show the oh, like the the trees and the hay, yeah, and the straw like breaking out of his mouth. It's very cool. Um, And he takes Harold's place in the (gasps) cornfields. It's wearing his varsity jacket. Where's Harold go? I don't know. You know what? (laughs) Calm your Virgo brain down. (laughs) I don't know the answer. Shut it. The next day, Tommy is reported missing, but our group of teens knows what really happened. Yeah, because they read it appear real in the time. book. Yeah. So from here on out, stories keep appearing in Sarah's book, okay? And whatever appears happens Yikes. in real life, uh-huh. in real time. Yeah. They try to destroy the book. They try to light it on fire. Nothing works. Classic. Okay? Yeah. So here's the stories that appear and what happens. Okay. We've got the big toe. And yes, I did. The big toe. This is out of my nightmares. <laughs> this right here, this got me. I was like, you know what? I'm Not never sleeping again. the pinky toe. The big toe. A specific toe. <laughs> it's a specific toe. It's the big one, which is arguably the worst toe. I think we can all agree. <laughs> it's the grossest of the toes. So, so Aki sits down, okay, to enjoy a nice bowl of soup. <laughs> oh, God. Is there a toe in that soup? Because I got to tell you. <laughs> I'm leaving you turn my stomach. Only to eat a secret toe that was floating in it. And I don't know. Do you remember when the rumor was going around? I think this was like around the same time that someone found like a toe in their chilies (laughs) at Wendy's. The Wendy's chili. It was a finger. Was it a finger? Better than a toe. Better than a toe. But yeah, his soup, you could see the toe floating and you see him eat it. It's disgusting. Oh a corpse. It tastes like chicken. <laughs> okay, a zombie appears out of nowhere looking for his toe. For said toe. He keeps <laughs> saying, Who took my toe? And Augie didn't realize he ate it. So he's having a moment. Oh, <laughs> he's no. like, Did I just eat a toe? And this zombie drags Augie under the bed where they both disappear. Oh, no. Okay. Then we have the yeah, red spot. 
We've all heard this one. Okay, yeah. Chuck's sister Ruth gets a big red spot on her face, some kind of bite. Mm-hmm. Okay, and it turns out to be a spider bite. Yeah, you know where this is going, and then it like hatches, and all these spiders come out. Dude, I remember hearing this one as a kid. I My remember that one terrified vividly. me, mm-hmm. and it was in like other movies. Like this one's yeah, been talked about yeah. a lot. Uh, we also have the dream. Okay, where Chuck is attacked by a lady from his nightmares in like this red room. It's a very this mm. scene was actually pretty spooky. Yeah, he also disappears. She like consumes him, yeah. like absorbs him. Okay, yeah, that's <laughs> I'm like <laughs> Laura's like a little freaked out wow. by this movie. Mildly freaked mm. out. Okay, we have the jangly man. The jangling. Yeah, a severed head monster from Ramon's childhood terrorizes mm-hmm. him. Okay, he like falls down the, uh, what's it called? A chimney? Like uh, piece flu. by piece? Like down the chimney flue. <laughs> the flue, yeah. Yeah. Is that it? I thought it was just a chimney. Anyway, uh, yeah, <laughs> pieces of his body <laughs> fall down and then he like contorts together yes uh so he scares the shit out of ramon and lastly we have the haunted house where stella is transported back in time to learn the truth about the supposed witch sarah bellows pretty (laughs) and i like that sound sounds good so long story short we learn that the bellows family mill was dumping mercury into the town's water supply poisoning and killing residents and children oh shit Sarah Bellows knew this and was trying to tell everyone the truth. She was trying to protect the kids. Yeah. Okay. And so her family tortured her with isolation, electroshock therapy, et cetera, and let her take the fall for the deaths. Yikes. Because they didn't want that secret to be out. So Stella sees all this, okay, Mm -hmm. and she promises to make the truth known and uses her blood to write the real story down in Sarah's book. Okay. Like Sarah was innocent. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Wow, just so dramatic. Wow, yeah. <laughs> with that promise, with that blood oath, okay, all of the monsters vanish. Stella, Ramon, and Sister Ruth with the spider bite are all safe, but mm-hmm. Augie and Chuck don't return. They're still gone. They're still gone. We don't know where they went. Oh, damn. Ramon ends up giving in, and he leaves for the war. Okay, mm-hmm. and him and Stella share like a sweet moment. Oh. Think of me. <laughs> Think of me. Think of me while you're I've gone. I've known you for a day. <laughs> uh, and Stella vows to bring her friends back. Okay. So we get the sense that there's going to oh, be a, a sequel. Gotcha. Uh-huh. gotcha. And that is the end. Wow. Well, that seems pretty cool. Did you yeah. like it? I did. But now I'm wondering if I totally missed. I don't know like, if Sarah Bellows actually hung herself or if they killed her. Oh. <laughs> that, that was either not clarified or I missed it. it totally so. went over your head. <laughs> So keep yeah. an eye out for that plot. There point you go. When you watch the movie. Uh, it was pretty good. It reminded yeah. me. You remember when I did Fear Street? Yeah, I did that yeah, like yeah. last year. It reminded me a lot of that. And okay. to be honest, I preferred Fear Street. Oh, okay. Gotcha. It was just a little scarier. This was like again, it was PG thirteen. You could tell it was trying to be tame. It was still scary, right? But I don't know. But it was PG-13. made for younger yeah. kids. Well, yeah. wasn't Fear Street was like that was terrifying. Fear Street was really yeah, scary. I thought it, it was, was scary. made for I think like maybe high schoolers, and I would uh, maybe put this at like middle schoolers. Okay, I got gotcha. you. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's a Just good a, reference. A little notch younger. Yeah. So what is my lesson? What is it? Okay, I was going to talk about the big toe. But because it is actually like a real Myth? folk tale. Oh my gosh. But there wasn't much to it. I mean, the story is what the story is. So I have to talk about the scary stories to tell in the dark legacy, essentially. Oh, okay. Because like, if you don't know, these are a big deal. 
And we're going to yeah. get into yeah. why. Okay. I don't even think I grasped how big of a deal oh, really? these were. Like, I knew they were a big part of my childhood, but yeah. I didn't know it was like... Kind of like it's like goosebumps, kind of like it oh, was really, yes, that it was big. very big. Okay, yeah. okay, so the movie was obviously inspired by a three volume book set called Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, as their tagline insinuated. <laughs> exactly, they laid it right out there right on the line. Out. Uh, this series kicked off in 1981. Wow, I know the second, uh, more scaries, more scaries, <laughs> <laughs> more scaries, more scaries, berries, <laughs> more scaries. More Scary Stories uh, was released in 1984. And the third, I think it's called like Scary Stories and More, uh, was released in 1991. Wow. And they were all released around Halloween. Perfect. So the books all contained various horror stories, which the writer, Alvin Schwartz, uh, adapted from old folktales, urban legends, etc. from all over the world. Oh, I love that. So the stories were scary, but they were geared towards kids. So think kind of Goosebumps. Mm -hmm. Um, They were macabre, (laughs) macabre, and scary, but also funny at times. And they usually came with like a lesson or a warning, like urban legends do, right? So, some examples the Grimm's fairy tales. Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. I think some of the ones that he took, he took from Grimm's. Oh, did they? Yeah. Uh, Or he? Yeah. (laughs) So, you have the Wendigo, uh, urban legends like The Hook. Which mm. is, I know you did last summer. Yep. Uh, the Killer in the Backseat or uh, High Beams, I think yeah, it's called. Urban Legends, right? Yep. Uh, stories about ghosts, zombies, witches, mm-hmm. etc. It was pretty spooky. Mm-hmm. And I am fact-checking myself. I don't know what episode, but a while back, remember I mentioned a poem that was from One Tree Hill? Yeah. yeah. Okay, I don't think that was whatever I said. <laughs> it was incorrect. But oh, it nice. is a poem in this book. Oh, okay. Uh, it's called A Man Who Lived in Leeds. And at one point, the young character recites it in One Tree Hill when a character dies. You know what I'm talking about? Um, Yes. It's like a stick across the back. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yep, yep, Um, yep. And you can find that in this first Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark book. So my head was, I was You were there. I was there. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. No one's going to know what I'm talking about, but it was driving me nuts. So you had to get it out. You had to get it out. So Schwartz did extensive research. He deep dived into old folklore and legends. And each book, I believe, took at least a year to write. Holy shit. So he really took it seriously. He seemed to genuinely have an interest in old stories. And he wanted to keep these folktales alive by passing them on to a new generation in a way that that they could understand. Like he made them readable for kids. Yeah. A little fun. So the first book opens with a little passage from Schwartz explaining that scary stories can be fun and that passing down scary stories is something that people have been doing for thousands of years. Yes. It's like folklore for Around kids. the campfire. I love it. Yeah. At the end of the book, Schwartz listed his sources and explained where these folktales came from, some history behind them, like maybe why. Like yeah. if one surrounded a mine, maybe it came from a mining town. Okay. You know gotcha. the drill. Yeah. I do want to note some of these stories, like you can go and look and read some of them came from the u.s okay Mm -hmm. in the u.s south and some were traditionally black folk tales reinterpreted by white people so you're gonna be careful okay that you know that there might be some fucking undertones that aren't cute so just go and look where they came from so the scary stories illustrations 
That's what most yes. people remember. Were originally done by artist Stephen Gamble, Ooh. and they were honestly the most terrifying Scary. part. They were scarier than the stories. Yes, but they worked well together. They worked very well together. Yes, like weaving, you couldn't have yeah. one without the other. Uh, they were charcoal and ink. They were very dark. Okay, mm-hmm. the figures in the book were looking right at you. Yeah, very spooky, and they fit the tone of the stories perfectly. I think it's kind of like Ralph Steadman vibes. If you yes. know Ralph Steadman, yes, I agree. Uh, I agree. Yes, it has mm-hmm. that just spookiness to it. Yes. But throughout the 90s, the book series was in the center of a shit ton of controversy. Ooh, okay, because parents absolutely hated these books and spooky illustrations because they simply thought they were too scary and gruesome for kids. For kids, like, yeah. Like just way too scary. Um, and as it always seems to, religion started to come yeah, into play. These right. parents didn't like that the stories were about witches mm-hmm. or the occult. They said it was devil worship. Right. You know the fucking drill. Yeah, that yeah, same yeah. old spiel. Of course. So they were trying to get the books removed from schools banned. and libraries. Yes. And they were trying to have them banned. These people had their panties in such a twist that scary stories to tell in the dark is now considered to be one of the most challenged book series from the 1990s and early wow. 2000s. Like it went into the 2000s. Holy shit. And is the number one most banned book of the 90s. You're kidding. I know. I was like, what wow. the fuck? Um, in 2011, probably because of all this shit, the books were republished with new artwork. Okay, oh. by illustrator Brett Helquist. And this time they weren't as scary. Okay, Didn't they have were the a little punch. more kitty. Yeah, and fans mm. of the original illustrations were fucking pissed. Dang. And like you couldn't find those original oh books. Oh my gosh, yeah. And they were like so expensive. Yeah, probably worth a mint. Yeah, if you yeah. still have these, I yeah. know we have them somewhere. Yeah. It's going to bond. I have the new covers. You do. You right. picked them up for me. Mm-hmm. But I know we had the old covers. It's oh, going to drive me nuts. Damn it. So even though people really tried to take these books down or change them, it couldn't be done because they were like really a touchstone for many 80s and 90s kids. Yeah. For many people, it was like their first introduction to horror. Right. Like Goosebumps was sure. in the 90s. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we've discussed this idea a lot, but horror is important for kids to see. And it definitely was for me. Mm-hmm. Like it's a safe place. A safe place. <laughs> it's a safe place. Oh, my God. Um I definitely remember reading these when I was little. Like, remember we would make little tents and forts? He started your fort. (laughs) I loved forts from the time I was little. Early. Yeah. Yeah, we would make one, like, in between the couch and the TV. And we would read these scary stories. Are you excited to make a fort with October? Oh, my God, yeah. I'm fucking thrilled to do stuff like this. Yeah. Uh, But in regards to the movie adaptation, because I thought this summed it up nice. So Guillermo del Toro said that he wanted to create a horror movie for younger viewers and families to experience together. Um, And he didn't want to ignore the scary stuff from the original books. Because when he was asked about why horror is important for kids to experience, he said, a lot of parents shy away from dark things, but we live in the real world. Right. We need to know the darkness to know the light. Horror tells you there is a dark side, yes. but don't worry. Oh, that's what I, I, interesting. That's yeah. what it was for me. Like, you know what? I had like a chaotic childhood. I knew yeah. there was. Right. Dark, scary, yeah, dark, dark things scary out there, things. scary things out there. And I think that's why I was drawn to it because I'm like, yeah. okay, like it does give you a safe space to explore those concepts. Maybe that's why you always uh, revert to your tent when you need to feel safe. I do. Yeah. I'm like, just give me my tent and my scary stories. And my s'mores. And my s'mores and I'm going to be okay. <laughs> you know what? It's about time for a tent. I think October's <laughs> old enough. Give me my fort back. <laughs> 
But children need to be faced with the reality, okay? And faced right. with what they're afraid of in right. a safe, you know, sure. environment. Uh, so, like, death, yeah. okay? You know. Yeah. It, the, it's a real part reality. of life. It's right. a real part of life. Yeah. And they are aware of that. Mm-hmm. So you got to talk about it. Um, giving them a safe space to explore those fears and anxieties while getting them excited about reading. Of course. Okay. Yeah. Double whammy. Will always be important. And scary stories to tell in the dark remains one of these safe spaces. I love that. For kids that. and adults. I love that. Yes. Um, yeah. I think, it. you know, everybody likes to read different things. So if you're only giving people a certain... Yeah, you know, you're not you're like, not gonna fall in love with reading, right? Like I read a lot of Goosebumps, a lot mm-hmm. of this kind of stuff, and if you would have taken that away from me at a young age, I don't know if I would have kept reading. Yeah, like you, it was a, such a big part. You were never a Little House in the Prairie. No, reader. exactly. <laughs> like if those were my only options, yeah. then I'm not reading. And Laura Ingalls Wilder, you're yeah, out of here. <laughs> how unfortunate that would have been, right? Because I lived in books as a kid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I would like to get back to that a little mm-hmm. bit. <laughs> <laughs> Find the time. Oh, I am. I'm happy to report that the Scary Stories trilogy was re-released again in 2017 with the original Stephen uh, Gamble nice. illustration. So you can still find those, I believe. Nice. Oh, but God, to only have those ones from the 90s. Whew. Ooh. Worth a mint. Um, I did watch a documentary. I think it was just called Scary Stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, it had an interview with his kids, the yeah. writer's kids. R.L. Right. Stein talked oh, on there. Cool. And it kind of tells the story about it trying to get Band. band and yeah it was pretty yeah. interesting i oh, would recommend interesting i love that that's my lesson uh would you like some fun and random facts i sure would okay the characters scary stories mm-hmm. you know like the yeah. toe and stuff are all directly <laughs> linked <toe. laughs> she automatically goes to that <laughs> toe. toe it's that's fresh, on my, mind. It's fresh on my mind they are all directly linked to the kids actual fears so like i think the kid that ate the toe oh. was always worried about what was in food and so then, oh, and the one kid, it was his nightmare. Toe. You got a crusty toe. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it. I'm so, no. The colors orange and yellow can be seen in almost every frame of the film. Oh, really? I like that. It gives that that autumnal yeah. feel. Autumnal. <laughs> yeah. I was just thinking that that would be, you would have starred in that vignette. That would have been your because one, you check expiration dates like the no, big toe like would no have been other my, person. Yeah, I do. You, you check you expirations of food. You want to know why? Because one time, <laughs> I'll tell you why. <laughs> I went to get like it was one of those little milks that you get mm-hmm. at like school or mm-hmm. a vending machine, yeah. and I went to take a sip of it, and it had gone bad, oh. and it was chunky and curdled, and you only need that taste in your mouth one time. <laughs> you will be before you were, for maybe like, maybe that's what caused your allergy. Now. It did. It, it, it spurred a fucking milk allergy. It was that bad. <laughs> Maybe it's all in your mind. No, absolutely not. It was so gross. Yeah, so, you yeah, check expiration dates like nobody I've ever seen before. And I'm scared of toes. And you are scared of toes. Yeah. yeah. And Especially I don't really like one. I don't really like a lot of soup. So. <laughs> that, I, that would have been me. Yes. Uh, another fun fact: the hearse song, which is found in the first book, mm-hmm. uh, can be heard throughout the movie. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, the spiders popping out of the pimple or bite scene is very oh. similar to one in 2005's Urban Legends Bloody Mary. Remember that oh one? Oh my gosh, yes. Yes. I remember as a kid, I remember being a young kid, my aunt told me that right. in school. That that were, happened. When they were playing I knew do- someone. When they were playing dodgeball, a girl got hit in the face with a dodgeball and spiders had, popped out. She thought it had a zit, but it was, yeah. <laughs> It was a big zit. How nope. embarrassing. It had spiders. <laughs> it was spiders. That's so I remember being terrified of that. I probably was like six years old. 
Yeah, I mean, that's absolutely, that's, how, yeah. that's wretched. I hate it. Ew, see, my skin's like Blah. crawling. Blah. Yeah. Uh, the fictional town of Mill Valley is thought to be referencing the paper mill town of Downingtown, Pennsylvania, mm. which was originally known as Milltown. And Downingtown was also one of the locations for 1958's The Blob. The Blob. I loved when you did The Blob. Yeah, that's that one was one of my good. favorite episodes. I'm going to do the remake, too, Ooh, with yeah. uh, Shawnee Smith and, uh, yeah, somebody else. <laughs> Johnny's the star of the show. You don't need to know anyone else. Look out for that. It's Matt Dillon's brother. Matt Dillon's brother. One of the Dillons. (laughs) I'm going to guess Tom. Tom Dillon. I don't know. Okay, two versions of the spooky season favorite song, Season of the Witch, can be yes. heard throughout the film. Obviously, I said the original by Donovan. Mm. And then at the end, there's a cover by Lena Del Rey. Lana yes. Del Rey? Yeah. Sure. I don't know. I'm going to get chewed alive. I think it's Lana Del Rey. Don't come at me. Okay, the vibe of the movie was inspired by the works of Steven Spielberg and Stephen King. Oh, nice. Like a little mashup. Yeah. Uh, but think Stand By Me. It did kind of have that, like, Stand By uh, Me, Goonies, like, there's friendship, there's adventure, there's a little romance. It's got the whole ball of wax. It does, yeah. <laughs> uh, the four main monsters were all actors in prosthetics and suits, Ooh. which is pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it was a mix of practical and, yeah, you know. right. Uh, but that was pretty impressive that those were prosthetics because they were fucking spooky. Yikes. Uh, Mike Elizaldi, Spectral Motion, Norman Cabrera, and Mike Hill were on the special effects team. Ooh. I had to bring that up. Job okay. well done. Way Kudos. to go. Kudos. Way to go, you. Top-notch job. Uh, the team's goal was to recreate those original drawings yeah. three-dimensionally. And they really wow. did. So if you were a fan of these stories when you yes. were little, it was really cool to see those come to life. Nice. Yeah. Um, contortionist Troy James, mm-hmm. Jamie portrayed the jangly man. Remember I said oh, he was like, yeah. yeah, so it made it even more yeah. spooky. Yeah. Contortionist, sir skilled remember that one we knew that could like fit himself through a hanger i do remember yeah a roof satcher that is a contortionist on the side i know contortionist needed (laughs) i think you'd like it roof satcher yes (laughs) okay and supposedly a sequel to this movie is in the works oh nice i like it wow that was really interesting did you like it i did like it i'll have to go check that out yeah it was um that was a big part of my childhood. And yeah. I mean, because of you, you must have got mm-hmm. me those from the yeah. library. You were like, this looks spooky as hell, right up her alley. Let's bring them home. Let's do it. Yeah, but those are some of like the best memories. Yeah, in yeah. your fort. In my safe little fort. Oh, I love that. <laughs> did we put lights in your fort? We did. Yes. We Like, we took it seriously. That's what I mean. Yeah. We spared and no to expense. to this day, I love a fort. <laughs> you do. We had to get creative. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. So go watch that that movie. Um, I had to pay for it. Unfortunate. Uh, (laughs) I think I had to run it from Amazon. Did you? But, you know, wait for it to come on Netflix or something. It's good. (sighs) Yes, yes. All right. Well, then that means that I am up. You're up, Laura. All right. I also had to rent my movie from Amazon, which I find... I I hate that. Which I find... Astounding. That is odd. Um, we have about like 15 subscriptions and somehow still we keep picking movies that you have to rent. Yeah. And I know you have this on VHS, but. I couldn't find it. I'm so it could sorry. Be, yeah, it could be in who knows where. So I am tackling 1990s Ooh, Ghost. Ghost. That's a big one. That is a big one. The movie that made everyone want to have sex on a pottery wheel. That's, hey, hey. <laughs> what, what? Shush. Okay, my bad. All right. So uh, American Romance Fantasy okay, film. Yeah. Yes. Uh, directed by Jerry Zucker. Okay. Screenplay by Bruce Joel Rubin. 
Nicholson. Okay. He actually won an Oscar for this screenplay. Ah, okay. Yes. It was a budget of tw- around $23 million. Okay. Um, $505 million Holy shit. At the box office. Well, this was when Miss Demi Moore. Boom. (laughs) Out of the park. That is a home run. That was a home run. Yes. I love when you talk baseball. Do you? I I don't know anything about it. But, you know, I got that reference in there. Slam dunk. (laughs) No, that's that's basketball, That's basketball, I think. Yeah. (laughs) I'm getting my sports references. (laughs) I know nothing of sports. All right, here's your cast. Give it to me. All right, Mr. Patrick Swayze. The Swayze, R.I.P. Swayze forever. I love him. So handsome, so talented. Right? He Uh, seems so kind and gentle. I don't know. Right? I know. The Swayze. Um, (laughs) He plays Sam Wheat. (laughs) Okay, Sam Wheat. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I love a Wheat Thin. Do you? I do. That's a good (laughs) story. Oh my goodness. Um, All right. Demi Moore. We can't decide whether it's Demi or Demi. I think it's Demi. Is it? I think it's been proven to be Demi. Is it? All right. Demi Moore (laughs) as Molly Jensen. Okay. Whoopi Goldberg. Yes. As Oda Mae Brown. Okay. And she won an Oscar for Best Supporting Actress in her role in this movie. Fantastic. Now I have to mention at the time, she was only the second woman of color to win an Oscar. And the first. What year did you say? 1990. Okay, that's fucked. And the first was Hattie McDaniel in 1939's Gone with the Wind. Okay, well, that's obviously unacceptable. Right. But right. also, congratulations, Whoopi. But Absolutely. also, fuck that. Kudos. Correct. Okay. <laughs> All right, Tony Goldwyn as Carl Bruner. Yeah. Rick Avilis as Willie Lopez and Vincent Scavelli as the Subway Ghost. The Subway Ghost? Yeah, he was in... Um, He's in a lot of things. He, he is, yeah. he is, he is. Most notably, um, Better Off Dead. Yes. He's the teacher. Yep, yep, yep. yep. <laughs> That's, what I got re- it. That's what I remember him as. All right, here is your plot. Okay. All right, Sam Wheat and his girlfriend Molly are renovating their new Manhattan loft. Love that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, their friend and Sam's banking co-worker, Carl, okay, Carl, is lending a hand. Okay. Seems these three are pretty tight. Okay. Mm-hmm. Molly <laughs> is a sculptor by trade. Yes. Go, Molly, go. One day as the movers are attempting to hoist one of her big-ass sculptures <laughs> on a rope up through the second floor, uh-huh. uh, they're, they're on the struggle bus. Okay, they can't, can't get it. it out. In walks the sways. Have no fear, right? Check out these muscles. He's giving me, me some it. dirty dancing vibes. Is yes. he? Was he shirtless? No, he was in a Hawaiian shirt, which is a little <laughs> okay, odd to see him in one. <laughs> but he does do some fancy footwork and some acrobatic moves and gets the statue into the apartment. Swayze, you were hilarious. just too iconic. Wow. <laughs> uh, Molly and Sam seem to have it all. Okay. Careers. They're in love. A new fab home. Yes. And a love to last a lifetime. Right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Sam has a little bit of a problem expressing his feelings. And when Molly says she loves him, he instead replies, like, ditto. That's Ooh, how don't he, like that's that. How, if you hit me with a ditto, replies, I'd say get, get the fuck out. Get the heck out. Take your Hawaiian shirt <laughs> <laughs> and leave me. Ditto doesn't work for me. No. Uh, Sam confides in Molly that when something good starts happening in his life, something comes along to fuck it up. Okay, well, now I feel a little bad. Don't you know? Okay, so it's it's a right. deep wound. It's a deep Got wound. It. <laughs> Got it. He's working through it, Lee. He's yeah, working my through bad. It. I'm sorry. I jumped, I jumped <laughs> to heat a little too quick. Molly assures Sam that he leads a charmed life and he has nothing to worry about. Well, why'd you have to go and say that, Molly? 
<laughs> yes, you've jinxed it. Um, enter the infamous sexy scene with mm. Molly and Sam and a pottery wheel of wet clay. Oh. <laughs> Did you have to say wet clay? <laughs> Do you want me to, to sing? The sexy oh, factory. I was going to say. My love. The sexy factory. My <laughs> darling. Do you know who sang that? The Righteous Brothers. Yeah, okay, let's I leave hung. it to them. Let's leave it to them. <laughs> Your touch. The sexy factor is amped up even more yeah. by the Righteous Brothers tune, Unchained Melody, which Ooh. leave very unsuccessfully. <laughs> do you want, do you want just try case? to sing. No. Shut Are it. you still mom? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> okay, I'm done. This scene is considered one of the most iconic moments of 90s cinema. I mean, it is. It's fucking iconic. It is. It's a good Why one. did I think that happened when he was a ghost? No. Okay. No. But, so no. He, was, <laughs> he was alive and kicking. I definitely thought <laughs> he was that happened when he was a ghost. And it was like ghost sex. And it just added another light. That didn't help. Oh my gosh, no. No, it did not. <laughs> hold your hold your thoughts. Okay, okay. All right. So shortly after okay. this rousing. I guess I just spoiled it. <laughs> <You> yeah. <laughs> Sam and Molly have a date night. Okay, yes. They leave the theater after a rousing performance of Macbeth. Mm. Um, and as they stroll home arm in arm, Molly informs Sam that she has decided she's going to marry him. Yes. And they just need to do it. Yes. Uh, Sam's a little shocked. Okay. A little Coming like, on a little uh, too yeah. strong. <laughs> I just told you there, I had Molly. some issues. <laughs> she asks him if he loves her. Because does he, he say, Does because, that motherfucker say ditto? Because he never says it. He only says ditto. And that's not the same. That's what Molly it's tells him. It's not the same. No. Does he say it again? He claims that if you say it all the time, it does not hold any meaning. Well, I mean, I guess there's an argument to that, but and I think so, that sounds like a cop-out sways. Molly says, but sometimes I just need to hear it. <gasps> right? Lord, what does he say? Well, their conversation is interrupted by a mugger oh. who tries to steal Sam's wallet. A scuffle ensues. A shot is fired, and Sam chases the mugger, but he escapes. The mugger escapes. Okay. So he runs back to check on Molly. This is a really good scene. Okay. And he sees her crouched down on the ground holding okay. his lifeless body. Ah. So Sam is completely freaked out to realize that he is a ghost. He was shot. Yes. That's interesting. I like so that So that was a really good scene and yes, how they did it. I like that. Because when he first ran back and looked shocked, you were like, oh, my God, did Molly get did shot? Did she die? You know? Oh, my God. Although I've seen this a million times. I knew. <laughs> you were like, oh, my I God. I knew Sam. Demi, are you okay? <laughs> Demi. <laughs> <laughs> um, when Sam is greeted by a ray of white light oh, yeah. to whisk him up to the heavens, he opts out. Not yet. Choosing to stay with Molly. No, I'm going to cry. I know, I'm right? going to cry. Mm -hmm. Now, don't you wish you told her you loved her <laughs> That's when you right. were still alive? After Sam's funeral, Molly is finding it very difficult to create her clay masterpieces. <laughs> Stop it. She's uninspired. She's not having any sex on the wheel. <laughs> After several weeks, Carl, you know, BFF Carl, yes. he attempts to cheer Molly up by getting her out of the house. Mm. When she declines, he says, you aren't the one who died, Mal. Pump the brakes to there, which Carl. she slaps him in the face, and it's hilarious because I've swatted a fly harder. <laughs> she's <laughs> like, ugh. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, oh, shit, I'm sorry. It was a very awkward. <laughs> but Thanks. out of guilt, she now agrees to go on the walk, right? Okay. 
So while they're gone, yes, the mugger that killed Sam okay. enters the house, and he's looking for something. What's he looking for? He's coming up empty. We okay. don't know. Yes. Uh, because Molly comes back. Okay. And he's still there. Uh, gets a little intense until Sam, who's there hanging around Molly, right? The ghost. Yes. Okay. Scares the cat into attacking the mugger, and he flees. <gasps> okay. Okay. Yes. So Sam, ghost Sam, yeah. follows the man who we come to find is Willie Lopez. Okay. Follows him onto the subway. Yes. Where at the time he encounters a very angry ghost who is able mm. to like move things physically. A poltergeist. A poltergeist. But we'll get back. We're going to circle back to that in okay. a moment. Let's, okay. Let's stick with Willie. Yes. He follows Willie to his apartment where the mugger makes a call claiming that he came up empty. Yeah. And would return soon to the apartment to continue his search. Sam realizes that this was no happenstance mugging. Right. Right? Planned. Someone was plotting. He was murdered. (gasps) Right? Oh, my God. Was he heartbroken? Oh, well, yes. Okay. As Sam leaves Willie's apartment, he hears some music. Oh, my. (laughs) That wasn't it. (laughs) It's more like some gospel music. Okay. You know, it's really inspiring. Yeah. Um, And he looks up and there's a storefront that reads, Sister Odame Brown. Spiritual advisor. Spiritual advisor. Okay. Sam decides to check it out. Yes. He quickly finds out that Oda May and her two sisters Mm -hmm. are scammers. Okay. Who take people's money and pretend to contact their deceased loved ones. Got it. Right? Yes. Uh, When Sam begins verbalizing his disgust of Oda May's tactics, she actually hears his voice (gasps) and quickly comes to realize that she actually must have inherited her mother and grandmother's psychic Gift. So she does have the gift. Mm-hmm. Surprise. Her scenes along with her sisters are all hilarious. Yeah. Although, again, pretty over the top and a bit stereotypical. So you're looking into these stereotypes. So right. this movie uh, historically has some, you know. It gets criticized. It's right. criticized. Um, Sam pleads with Otome to call Molly and warn her that she is in danger. Okay. When Otome declines involvement, Sam spends the entire night singing Henry VIII. Oh, I remember that. By Herman's Hermits. (laughs) You love Herman's Hermits? I love Herman's Hermits. But some of the words in the song is she doesn't want a Willie or a Sam, which Willie is the one who killed him and (gasps) Sam. Isn't that interesting? Uh, (laughs) Okay. So after a night of serenading, Odame agrees to the request. Okay. Odame gives her... Gives Molly some info that only she and Sam would know about. Right, right. Uh, but Molly is still not buying this life after death crap. It's a little intimidating if someone comes up to you and is just, she just like- starts like <laughs> saying shit. Right. Um, Sam tells Odame to tell her he loves her. And Molly replies, Sam would never say that. Ow, ow, ow. He says, tell her ditto. ditto. And she's all in. Okay, well, now I'm just absolutely fucking devastated. <laughs> I've seen this movie a thousand <laughs> times, and that's sad. I know, right? Yes. Um, as Otome gives Molly the deets about Sam's death, mm-hmm. uh, she realizes that Sam was murdered and gets a little freaked out and yep. dips, telling Sam, don't contact me again because I don't want to get involved with this. Oh, Otome does. Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. Uh, Molly's mind is blown. Right. Right? And she confides in Carl. No, no. No, Car- no. Carl, <laughs> Carl is not buying it. Carl. But he tells Molly, I'll look into it for you. Right? Molly. Molly, girl. (laughs) So Sam does a ride along with Carl. Carmel. (laughs) (laughs) 
was a good one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, my gosh. Um, anyway, Sam does a ride along with Carl. Yes, thank you. <laughs> Carl! Uh, but is quickly crushed to find that Carl was the voice on the other end Duh. of Willie's line. I could have told you that. And is indeed the master mind behind Sam's death. <laughs> Damn. Your best buddy. Ooh, the best bud. Ouch. Ooh, having Willie mug him to obtain his wallet, which mm. he thought contained his bank passwords. Oh, ouch. So he could transfer laundered money for drug dealers. Oh, my God. From several accounts into one account under the made-up name of Rita Miller. That's some fucked up shit. That's some fucked up shit. Yeah, don't like that. Too bad for Carl that Sam has overheard (gasps) all of this. Right. Right? Yep. Impatient, Molly cannot wait for (laughs) Carl's update and heads to the police station where she is quickly informed that although there is no foul for a Willie Lopez, there is indeed a rap sheet a mile long for Otome Brown. Okay. So she's trying to flip it. She thinks she's been duped. Oh, no. Right? So let's go back to that angry ghost I mentioned in the subway. Yes. Yes. Sam heads back to confront this dude on how he can move physical objects. Right. Teach me how to be yes. a ghost. He says, teach me. Teach me. Yes. Uh, the only way he can protect Molly, this is what he feels like. He has oh, to, you know, do this so he help. can physically help her. Right. Um, so this guy does. And in doing so, explains to Sam that it's all in your mind. Like you no longer have a physical body. So you have to focus your mind and your emotions to move objects. Okay, interesting. Yes. Yes. Uh, Sam is a quick student and quickly masters these skills. You know what? He's Patrick Swayze. He so. is the Swayze, right? <laughs> yes. He heads back to Oda May's place for her help okay. and is surprised to see that the floodgates have been opened oh, no. and Oda May's establishment is packed with real spirits. Oh, shit. Yes, like they're all coming to her right. now, right? Oh, no. Um, Sam convinces her to pose as the fictitious Rita Miller and oh, withdraw yes, yes. all the money that Carl was laundering into the fake okay, account. Okay, smart. To the tune of four mil. <gasps> okay, not too shabby. Right? Yes. Uh, Otome is pretty happy. Yes. But then becomes very quickly disappointed when Sam tells her that she cannot keep the money well, and makes her give it to and a And ch- why exactly not? Uh, she should well, have at least kept some off the top. I mean, hey, she was trying to tell him. Yeah. I deserve something. <laughs> exactly. You know? I'm putting in the work. He says, you got to give this check away or they'll track it back to you. Okay. And I they'll mean, come and kill you. That's valid. Swayze. She was upset. She did not want to give that check over. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, back at Molly's, okay. Carl was making some very awkward attempts to put the moves on her. Like, it's does now so seem bad, like the appropriate right? time, Carl? It's so bad. But he really should be worrying about his fundulation problem. Lord. Because, ooh, Carl. <laughs> You in trouble. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. As Sam puts it, the mob is going to bury you with (gasps) Jimmy Hoffa. Oh, no. It means they'll never find you because we still haven't found Jimmy. And it it keeps Laura up at night. (laughs) It does. It It does. (laughs) Um, When Carl realizes the money is gone, he pretty much shits his pants. Mm -hmm. Shit away, Carl, you dumbass. (laughs) When he frantically stops at Molly's to see if she knows anything. Uh, Yeah. He asks for some Pepto (laughs) as I got got the shits. (laughs) My nerves are shot. Can I have a Tums? (laughs) You got me Pepto. Shit. But he finds out that Oda May is actually Rita Miller. Okay, so he's connected the dots. He's connected Uh the dots. Sam arrives to warn Oda May and her sisters, but Carl and Willie 
Right behind him. Right behind him. Okay. Sam scares the shit out of Willie by terrorizing him by moving objects. Because he's learned. Because he's learned. Yes. Sending him running into the streets like a bitch with a skin knee. Yeah. Where he is hit by a car. And bye-bye, Willie. So long, Willie. There's no white ray of light for <laughs> Willie. <laughs> he didn't get the offer to ascend. No. Uh, the demons it. have come, and he's ex- he has up. an appointment downstairs. Damn, that sucks. Sorry, Will. <laughs> Speed round wrap-up. Okay. Oda May heads back to Molly's. After a few feats by Sam, Molly is back on board. Okay. She's like, I believe. I believe. Yeah. Now, here's where you might have been thinking earlier. Sam tells Molly that he would give anything to touch her one more time. Just like, And yeah. in a very <laughs> weird scene, <laughs> Oda May allows Sam no. to inhabit her body where she, he, has an intimate moment. With Molly. So it's Whoopi Goldberg and Demi Moore having an intimate moment. <laughs> yes. Love that. As Sam. Okay. But Sam's in there. <laughs> Does the cue, song play? Cue up the Righteous Brothers oh, again. <laughs> my love. Yep. <laughs> and of course, you know, I've seen this movie a million times. I've shed a tear. Right? Every Damn time. Damn you, Righteous Brothers. <laughs> Damn Son you. Son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. The tender moment is interrupted by Carl. A chase ensues <laughs> and Carl ends up impaled. With a broken glass window, mm-hmm. and the team, the the demons, <laughs> the demons, the team of demons, yes, the team of demons. That's exactly. Uh, come take his ass to hell. Yeah, because well, so he, long, Carl. Like, you fucking sucked. He's like the lowest form of shit. Yeah, mm-hmm. talk about Goodbye. the bag of shit. <laughs> that's, that's him. him. That's Carl. That's you. Uh, the ordeal is over. Okay, and suddenly now Molly can hear Sam's voice. Oh my god! Cue up the symphonic version <laughs> of Unchained Melody. <laughs> How many versions, right? How many times does the song play? Many, is the question. Many. And a beam of white light coming once again for Sam. And you know what? Now that Patrick Swayze has passed away, I I'm, know. I'm just more devastated. I did read an article about the 30th anniversary, and they also said that it was kind of just so sad because he actually has passed away. Oh my God. Yeah, they, they talked about that. Sad. Um, but he lays a lip lock on Molly <sighs> and tells Oda May that her mother would be proud. Oh my God. He tells Molly. Are you crying again at this point? A little bit. A little bit. He tells Molly, I love you. Oh. I've always loved you. Oh. She replies, ditto. Ditto. Oh, my God. We've come full circle. And Sam takes the elevator upstairs. To the, to the sound of the Righteous Brothers. To the Righteous But he tells her, <laughs> it's amazing, Molly. The love inside you, you take it with you. You know Tear. what? You know what? <laughs> it's too early for this. I'm emotional. And that's the end. Wow. Oh my god. During gosh. Pisces season two, you were gonna right? do this to me. <laughs> wow. That's devastating. I know, right? Yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> what a good movie, right? Yeah. Classic. Yeah, I know. Would you like a few fun? And then <laughs> I would lift me I up. I like Faclunt. <laughs> lift me up a little bit, girl. <laughs> This was the most rented video cassette of 1991. Are you kidding me? You think me? people were trying to reenact the clay pottery scene? Absolutely. I bet many, uh, many uh, escapades <laughs> happened on top of a pot- pottery wheel after this. I think like ceramic studios yeah, were like. They became super hot. Yeah. Like I could, Everybody learned to. I could see me and Jake watching this back in 1991, seeing that scene and being like. I don't know. Hey. You want to try it? Want to try some clay? <laughs> <laughs> you want to give it a go? Patrick Swayze said that the pottery scene was the sexiest thing he had ever done on film. You know what? And we agree, <laughs> Patrick Swayze. I don't know. Dirty Dancing, he was pretty. Oh, my god, That was pretty nice. Yeah, it's a toss-up, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Demi Moore was given the role of Molly largely due to the fact that she could cry out of either eye on command. <laughs> 
Okay, that's weird. Some can only do one. Wait, so you can literally be like, right eye, cry. (laughs) Right. It just comes out. What a talented girl. What a talented girl. Demi, I never knew. It actually paid off because this film made Demi the highest paid actress in Tinseltown at the time. Holy shit, really? Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, Demi Moore and Jerry Zucker took a pottery lesson class to make sure that the scene looked very authentic. Interesting. (laughs) Interesting. Okay. Uh, The writer has stated only two things date this film. Mm -hmm. The computers. Okay. And uh, at one point they're watching the television and Arsenio Hall is on. Uh, I would say probably some of the racial stereotypes. I was going to say maybe the harmful stereotypes. Let's throw that in there. The clothes. Come on now. We're going to act like that wasn't in this film. We see New Yorkers (laughs) walking down the road and I'm like, what does that hair do? Even um, Whoopi yeah. Goldberg's outfit when she goes to the bank is Rita Miller. It's I'm like, very 90s. Who's wearing that? Yeah. Right. So this film, along with Pretty Woman, is credited with making romantic comedies a viable option at the box office. Really? Yes. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Pretty interesting, right? Yeah. Uh, Oda May was originally written as a real psychic. Okay. But they thought the movie was pretty dark and heavy already they needed um, some comedy and they in needed there. some comedic relief yeah, and they so did. the part was kind of like rewritten got it uh literally every actor known to man turned down this role before zucker even allowed swayze to audition excuse at the, me yeah at the insistence of his manager he did not want swayze we have kevin bacon we have alec baldwin we have uh, Nikki cage stop no yes. could you, you see just, him in that role you just no. stop it right now <laughs> Him having sex on a pottery wheel? I kind of need to see it happen, though. We need hot yogurt. (laughs) A scene that is really sexy as it is that could just be terrifying if you slip another actor in there. I know. Kevin, Tom Cruise. Johnny Depp. No. Fox Mulder. Fox Fox Mulder. (laughs) Dave Duchovny? Maybe. I wouldn't close my eyes. Um, You know what I'm saying? Even Demi's husband at the time, Bruce Willis, and he turned it down. He said, no, this seems cheesy. You know what? Only Patrick Swayze could pull it off. They all turned the role down, so there you go. Bruce Willis, you played a motherfucking ghost. (laughs) (laughs) Like famously. Well, probably after he saw this, he was like, shit. (laughs) All right, I'll do it. (laughs) Uh, The tune, Unchained Melody. Was the huge focal point of this movie. Yeah, it was. Uh, Bill Medley performed I Had the Time of My Life from Dirty Dancing. No. So he's in two Swayze movies. The time of my life. And let's not forget Swayze's one hit wonder. She's like the the wind wind through the trees. (laughs) Wow. I just really, I I do need to have a cover album. I love that she's like the wind. That's a good one. Sometimes I think. He says she's like the rain, and I confuse it in my head, but it's not. She's got wind. wind. (laughs) (laughs) You just make a fart joke. (laughs) Yes, I love it. She broke wind. (laughs) We are children. (laughs) All right. I read that Channing Tatum is set to remake this movie. Okay, fine. Without the problematic stereotypes. Is he going to be Swayze? He's going to be the Swayze. (laughs) You know what? I'll take it. I'll take it. I was just envisioning the pottery scene. 10 out out of 10. Yeah. Uh, I hope it's not starring Jenna Dewan. (laughs) Laura, don't be dragging up They're not married anymore, right? No. I think he's dating Zoe Kravitz. You know what? Cast her. Hello. Cute. We'd all That's watch it. That's a cute it. combo. That is a cute combo. Yeah, she's cute. 
All right. So what is my lesson today? I'm just thinking about how you just dragged Jared Taylor in his like divorce. <laughs> Out of pocket. Okay. All right. What is my lesson? Um, ghost. Nope. Okay. Wrong. Wrong. Famous psychics. Ooh, okay. What Inspired do you think? by Oda May. Okay, Real deal? Yeah. Or no deal? Ooh. <laughs> what do you think? Okay, you think? I don't know. All right. First, up to the plate. <laughs> yeah. I'm going with my sport. I'm going to just keep those sport, keep sports those references, sport references going. Keep right. going. Sylvia Brown. Okay, do I know her? Uh, I don't know. One of the most famous psychics. Oh, okay. Also dubbed the most controversial psychic. Oh, no. Born Sylvia Celeste Shoemaker. Okay. In October of 1936. Mm -hmm. Died in 2013. She has authored over 40 books. Many hit the bestsellers list. Okay. She is a self-proclaimed psychic who appeared regularly on shows like Larry King Live and Montel Williams. Ah. Uh, she had a four-year wait for readings, like a four-year waiting list. So was she like the original TV psychic? Well, no, that's Miss Cleo. No, I'm just kidding. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe. Uh, maybe. I don't. I didn't read that. But um, <laughs> How does it feel? No, how's it feel? <laughs> yeah. Uh, people would pay thousands of dollars to get a reading from her. Wow. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, she is most famous for assisting police as a psychic detective. In that is always interesting. To in high-profile missing person cases. Ah. Um, even though she claimed her predictions were 85% accurate, her televised accounts of around 115 cases she predicted, the known outcome came out to only be around 25 cases. Uh, and she was wrong on every one. Oh, ouch, girl. Okay. Yeah. I'm so sorry. <laughs> the consensus. Yeah. Uh, media praised and promoted her, even though her actions were harming and taking advantage of people with missing loved ones. Yeah. Um, so in the late 80s, she and her businesses came under investigation, and okay. she was convicted of investment fraud <gasps> and grand theft. Oh, no. But despite all of this, she remained very popular. You're kidding. Up until her death. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Even and though she still, was pretty much outed as a fraud. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. People were still believing. They were into it. Still believe. All yes. Right. <laughs> yes. Next up, yeah. John Edwards. I don't know if you know him, but he was big in my day. Was he? Yeah. He hit his stride in 2000 with oh. his hit show, Crossing Over with John Edwards. Crossing Over. Which ran for four seasons. I feel like this is vaguely familiar. Yeah. Okay. Edwards claims at the age of 15 he was read by a medium in New Jersey mm -hmm. who convinced him that he too would become a medium. Okay, great. And so he did. He published his first book in 98, followed by a guest spot on Larry King where the switchboards mm. went crazy. Oh, well, Larry King was really... Uh, and I know. He's like hosting all these people. Right. And the rest is history. Okay. He has been criticized over the years as a performer of mentalist techniques of hot and cold readings. Oh. Using prior knowledge. I want to talk about mentalists. Yes. Yes. And general guessing to right. create an illusion of psychic ability. Well... Were you entertained or not? That's right. <laughs> but he's still going strong. Yeah. Like you can, yeah. I've linked all of these people's websites. Okay, fine. So, fun. you know, if you want to book a reading, there oh my you God, go. Please do oh and let me gosh. know. Oh, my gosh. There you go. All right. Who does not know Teresa Caputo? Is she the Long the Island, Long Island medium? medium? Oh, yeah. Right? Which ran from 2011 to 2019. 
13. That was 2011? Yes. Oh my God, I feel old. Okay. Known not only for her psychic ability, but her iconic voice, her large hair, and long nails. Yes. Um, Her and her husband, Larry. (laughs) (laughs) Divorced. Oh no. Why are you dragging everyone? That was so sad. I was sad about that. I thought they were like a power couple. (laughs) Anyway, she is currently traveling around the country doing live shows, which typically sell out. Oh, shit. She has a podcast called Hey Spirit. Hey, do you think she'd want to appear on our podcast? Maybe. Uh, Hey Spirit. Hey Spirit. She too has penned several books and hits the talk show circuit. Yeah. There you you go. know her well. You there know you her, go. you love her, you hate her. I don't know. A little there bit of a little bit of everything. There you go. Okay. Um, next up, Alison Dubois. Okay, I don't know who that is. Mm, I bet you do. do Born I? January 24th, okay. 1972, mm-hmm. and considered one of the most famous mediums come out of Hollywood. Okay. Thanks to a little show that aired on NBC for seven seasons called Medium. Starring Patricia Arquette. Oh, yes. Okay. Known for aiding both Texas and Arizona law enforcement in solving crimes. Nice. Her abilities were tested by Gary Schwartz from the University of Arizona, and he claimed that her abilities are the real deal. Nice. Although critics not only question her, but his techniques in his research. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Um, She calls herself a medium and a profiler. Profile. And much of her information comes to her through dreams. Hmm. Okay, interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, she has also penned several books, does live events, has a podcast called The Dead Life with Allison Dubois. I like how you say her name, number Dubois. one. Dubois. You're sensing a theme. Okay, they're all theme. on the same circuit. They're on the same Got circuit. It. They're all writing books. Right, yes. right. And next up, Tyler Henry is Stop no, it right now. I love Tyler Henry. He's, uh, you know, no different. You know I do. I love I him. I know you do. Uh, 25 years old. Yeah. Taking the world by storm. Um, I fell down a Tyler Henry rabbit hole Did when you? we first had October, and I just needed stuff to watch while mm-hmm. she was sleeping, and mm-hmm. I love him. Yeah? Yeah, I'm going to do a witch whisper on him. All I right, think. cool. Why do you love him? I don't know, because I, I think he's the real deal. Oh, do you? Genuinely, yeah. Mm. Wow. Am I going to be disappointed one day? He's the new fresh face in the world of mediums. Yeah. Yeah. The Hollywood medium. Yes. <laughs> His show on the E! Network called Hollywood Medium yeah. began in 2016 and ran for four seasons, ending in 2019. Okay. Um, but then on to Life After Death with Tyler Henry. Yes. Airing on Netflix. Go watch it. I thought it was good. In 2022. Yeah. Henry has read... Many celebrities, mm-hmm. uh, and most notably, was brought like attention was brought to him for predicting the passing of actor Alan Thick. Yeah, that was spooky. Yeah, yeah, and the reading he did for RuPaul was really good. Yeah, I, yeah, I really like him. He has an interesting way of reading mm-hmm. that I have not really seen before. He like kind of like I wouldn't call well, it automatic calls, writing. What does he right, call it? He calls himself a clairvoyant. Right. So he yeah. like has a notepad yeah. and he uses a pencil and he like writes distracts himself with like mm-hmm. these scribbles right and that's how he gets like can access his yeah uh, i find it so fascinating. fascinating yeah yeah um he also has two books under his belt oh my god get them for me immediately and he is also no stranger to criticism about oh. his abilities he is often called a con man really um but he claims that he welcomes the skeptics 
Yeah, I mean, I was going to say, that's kind of the problem with mediumship is you are mm-hmm. going to have a lot of frauds. Of course. It is easy to take advantage. However, I do believe that there are people out there that really have that, that have gift, gift. Yeah. but you're not going to be able to escape the criticism. Yeah. Like, it's just one of those things. Yeah. I uh, linked his website. Did you? He's got a website, and he has this new thing now where you can be like, um, join his club okay and he's gonna give you like live things and catch me joining once, his club <laughs> once a month he'll like pick a random oh my god uh, to do a reading to do a reading oh wow cool uh, he'll do live shows for just like those people oh and so interesting Tyler i didn't Henry, see big fan i didn't big see fan. i didn't see how much it cost but pro- yeah, we can't so, afford but it i've or. linked all that um yeah and so that <laughs> is just, alert we can't afford <laughs> we can't afford. Um, yeah, so he also has a really long waiting list from what I hear. Oh, I believe it. Yeah. 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 Crazy. Um, so those are just a few okay, of that the was most unexpected. famous psychics. Yeah. That was unexpected and fun. There you go. Yeah. That was fun. So check out some of these people if you don't know who they are. Yeah. See what you think. Are they the real deal or is it no some deal? Some of it's simply entertaining. Mm-hmm. And some of it I do think, like I know I the, I think the one on Netflix with Tyler Henry, he was making, what's that thing called? A psychomantium. Oh, a psychomantium. Yeah, like yeah. I think some of them do teach you a lot about yes, yes. clairvoyance and mediumship. Yeah. And I think I remember watching the Teresa Caputo once, and it it hearkened me to you a little bit oh, because really? she said as a kid mm-hmm. she had horrible anxiety, yeah, like horrible, and it was because she had this was gift picking up on stuff, and she would not allow it in. Ah, it's like so, nagging in her. It, it was nagging her, but she just developed this severe anxiety until she like gave into it. Oh, wow. That's you, sweetie. Hey, you know what? Just let me, <laughs> let me do my thing. <laughs> Maybe I like being an anxious mess all the time. How do you know? No, but I think you like, I think you genuinely... Like if you uh, yeah. left that floodgate open. Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. I think goodness. I would be like Oda when all of a sudden it's just like there's ghosts everywhere. <laughs> there's ghosts yeah, everywhere. it would be a problem. Yeah. That's, yeah. Right, right. I don't have time right now, Laura. Again. <laughs> I don't have time I've to said talk it before to the dead. I'll say it again. I'm trying to keep my own head above water. <laughs> I can't help others I don't need until dead I can people. help myself. <laughs> Words to live by. Thank Words you. Words to live yes, by. TM. TM. <laughs> All right, and that is what I've got on ghosts. Oh, I like that, Laura. That was good. Yeah. An old classic, an not old without classic. its problems, huge obviously, movie. but it was huge. a huge movie. Huge. Yeah. I'm just going to go sing The Righteous Brothers. I'm going to nail it. Do it. That's I mean, a hard that, song to nail. Yeah. Wow. That, them using that in this movie just goes to show you, like, gave The Righteous Brothers a huge, huge resurgence. And I'm sure it still does. Yeah. To this and I don't, day. they didn't even write it, but they have the most famous cover. Cover of, of it. This. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow. Well, he hits those notes, both of them. Sure the, do. The bros. Sure. They're hitting those the notes. The bros. Yep, they sure do. All right. Another one in the book. Another that one was in a the book. Good one. Yes. Loved it. Up top. Who Ooh. do you want to be in the picture today? Do Do I? I don't know who's whose turn it is. (laughs) (laughs) See, I need more coffee, and my nose is running yet again. Uh, You can like cold in here. Yeah, my My fucking nipples are like cutting through my t-shirt. I've been over here like (laughs) for a reason. Your teeth have been clacking. They have been. (laughs) (laughs) I've been covering my nips slowly since we started. Like, oh my god. Oh, my gosh. Uh, you could take a picture of me. All right, cool. I'll cover the nips <laughs> for everyone's <laughs> safety. Okay. We'll take it. All we? right, cool. Yeah. I'll hold the books up. Ooh, yeah. Yay. You can go right, find awesome. that on our Instagram at Love UBMC it. Pod. Yes. All right. We'll All catch right. you next week. We will catch you on the flippity flop. Later. Thanks for hanging. Yeah. TTFN. Cut, print, check the gate. Moving on.